This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today, I'll be talking about SI joints and hip impingement. And I'm going to finish up our series on thyroidism. And after that, we'll pop open a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay, Bree, what's going on? Nothing much has been going on, same old stuff, just working and just trying to get more content. Um, I'm glad y'all are in listening and we are so excited about this upcoming season. There's a lot of fun things that we're going to announce pretty soon. So just stay tuned and keep listening. What about you, Chris? Uh, you know me, just digging into this hip impingement stuff, been obsessed with it. That's that's my world right now. <laughs> like, I feel like good. most of my patients are, yeah, I've really gotten into it. And I, I'm seeing so many patients with it, um, probably because I'm producing content on it. Um, but yeah, so with that, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go? How about you go? Okay, cool. All right. So past couple of episodes, I talked about some potential mechanisms, the way that hip impingement uh, develops. Quick reminder, hip impingement, the fastest way to say it is pain in the front of the hip with squatting. Uh, there's lots of other sort of subsets of issues that develop with it. Usually uh, bony changes are to blame or are thought to be the issue. Uh, that's debatable. Uh, but anyways, what I've seen is lots of like subsets of issues that kind of come along for the ride. And that's part of the challenge is it gets so difficult to determine what's what. So one thing that I've been seeing a lot of is development of sacroiliac joint pain. That's kind of pain where your sacrum and pelvis meet that come along with hip impingement. So I, I've been seeing that pattern for a while. I was just kind of curious as to why this is happening. And I dug into the research and basically, you know, it's a little bit of common sense. The way the body works is if you have an area of stiffness, the neighboring areas tend to be a little loose, to kind of pick up the slack. So we see this a lot with effusions. If you fuse a couple of vertebrae together, they're stuck, they don't move. But you're still human, you still need to move, you still need to rotate. So the vertebrae above and below tend to take on too much and they get really loose and develop hypermobility uh, issue in, in time. So kind of similar mechanisms at play um, with the SI joints. So with hip impingement, you usually lose hip flexion and hip internal rotation. So picture like shaving the back of your leg. That, that motion you go into is hip flexion, hip internal rotation. So if you're missing that kind of motion and you do something like squat or lunge or get out of the car, uh, something else has to move where you run out of space. And the, the SI joint, the sacroiliac joint, tends to take a lot of shear forces because of that loss of range of motion. Uh, sort of a similar analogy would be if you were to reach behind your back to say, put on a bra, um, and you didn't have much internal rotation of the shoulder, then the front of your shoulder is going to sort of dump forward and strain the front of your shoulder. So it's all kind of the same idea. Um, so that, so the, the issue with that is you're missing range of motion, restore the range of motion, and you'll take away the shear stresses. Now, the, uh, there's a couple other things that kind of mimic this. That I just want to mention, um, and they kind of overlap with the symptoms. So with hip impingement, you usually get a lot of groin pain. Um, a lot of times you'll find a stiff adductor or groin muscle, uh, but um, there's also what's called osteitis pubis, where the adductor uh, muscle, where it inserts into the bottom of the pelvis, kind of avulses and, and pulls that, and it's kind of a tendonitis type pain. 
Um, so that has a slightly different presentation. That's where your hip goes into extra rotation. That's painful. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention too is your pelvis is two bones, right? They meet in the back near the sacrum and they meet in the front right by the groin. There's a little disc in there uh, and that area is called pubic symphysis. So the shear uh, forces that happen in the back can also happen in the front and cause another type of uh, groin pain at pubic symphysis. And the last little complication I wanted to add in is sort of the, there's like a deep sort of buttock pain that goes into this. Um, as the, the femur goes, rotates into the socket, it sort of pushes backwards into the capsule and kind of levers its way in there and really stresses the capsule out. So these are all <laughs> very overlapping symptoms and they get really confusing. I'll put a uh, blog post in the show notes that shows pictures of how all these mechanisms happen. But at the end of the day, it's really going to be about restoring your range of motion. So well, there you go. Yeah, I know. Mouthful. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. I know. It got a little technical. I've seen a lot of patients with this. They just can't figure out which one came first, the SI joint pain or the hip impingement. In my mind, it's the impingement causing the SI joint pain. Hmm. It's like the chicken or the egg. Because in yeah. my mind, I think the SI joint pain would like be a signal, like something's going on. And totally. then the impingement happened after that. But I, I mean, that's totally debatable. I don't think anyone really knows the answer to that. Yeah. Um, the fact that we're seeing how hip impingement tends to develop in like adolescence would point to me that that's the chicken. No, or the egg, <laughs> which is the first, whatever the first one is. <laughs> um, but we don't really know. And the other thing too is SI joint can be a problem even without hip impingement. So that those things can stand mutually exclusive. Well, I mean, I say if there's any listeners out there that, you know, have this issue, please contact us. Let's see what your doctor or your physician has said or physical therapist. Um, and so we can kind of do like a research project and see like, which did you feel first or did you not have any symptoms until the end and everything happened at one time? I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Email me, call me, find me on Instagram, send me messages. I love talking about mm -hmm. this stuff. I can nerd out on this for hours. And DM, DM us on our Instagram page as well. Um, I'm going to be uploading more content to that to try to get it going again. It's hard because like I'm trying to figure out what style or what brand I want our Instagram to focus on. But it is um, we're collaborating with some people. So you'll see some new stuff coming soon. Um, so, so in your weekly dose of BS, um, we're going to finish up the series on hypothyroidism. Um, I've been very interested in this lately only because I've been diagnosed with hyper right now. And so I've just been trying to do as much research as I can. And that's why I was like, thank you for reaching out and like giving me more information, other websites, other people I can speak with. So this that I'm about to talk about with hypo, which is the underactive of the thyroid gland, hypothyroidism means that the thyroid gland doesn't make enough thyroid hormone to keep the body running normally. So people that have hypothyroidism have too little of the thyroid hormone in the blood, which is the most common thing is like an autoimmune disorder. Sometimes stress can bring it on. Um, what we eat, diet, that can bring it on, but most people is called the Hashimoto thyroiditis. 
Um, and usually that is when you have too much thyroid, then they have to remove the thyroid um, gland and then that puts you into hypothyroidism. So let's see, what are some of the symptoms? So when your thyroid level is too low, you can start feeling sluggish. Your body feels like it's slowed down. Um, you can start feeling a lot colder than usual. You are more easily tired. Your skin's drier. You're more forgetful. And sometimes you can be depressed. It can also mess with your bowel system and you can get constipated. Um, and it's like, what causes it? Besides, like I said, the autoimmune disease, the Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and then you have to go in and have it removed. And then that puts you into hypothyroidism because your body's not making any thyroid um, hormone. So then you have to take medication to be, to actually have it produce anything. Um, radi ra um, radiotic, I cannot talk today. Oh my gosh. So you can have radiation treatment that can cause you to go into hypothyroidism, congenital hypothyroidism. That's when um, uh, your baby's born. Um, when you're pregnant, you can, they can either put you in hyperthyroidism or it can put you in hypo thyroidism. Um, and then certain medications can cause this issue as well. So you pretty much as a blood test, you get your blood work drawn, they give you your levels. And then, like I said, you're treated by um, medication or depending on what specifically caused the issue, it may just resolve on its own. And then the main thing is just to make sure you follow up with your healthcare provider to make sure your levels are normal. And as long as they're normal, this is not anything that you have to really be too, too concerned about. So uh, in my 30s, I was feeling all those symptoms you discussed. And I was like, it's my thyroid. <laughs> so I got my thyroid checked and it was like, no, you're just getting a little bit older. You're just, yeah. <laughs> So. And that's what most people, like most patients, they're like, oh, I'm just, you, can you check my thyroid? And I'm like, I can check it, but it may be normal. It's just that sometimes your body is just tired and it's just telling you it's tired. But it's always good to just talk to your healthcare provider about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think your blood work is a great idea too. You check your thyroid levels with, with your blood work and check testosterone levels. That, I mean, we know that testosterone declines as we age and that's a huge contributor to fatigue. So check your blood. Get your blood work. Talk yeah. to your doctor. All right. Well, that's a good. I'm ready to drink. <laughs> okay, let's get after it. <laughs> oh, and it's so funny. I just got an email saying my peanutty um, peanut butter whiskey's on sale at Total Wine. <laughs> it knows me so well. It's like every Friday you go shopping. So <laughs> I I, uh, I tried it. By the way, I did you like it? I liked it, and I was like, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough it's a well, little sweet for the whiskey people yeah. out there but i don't like whiskey so this actually tastes good to me I, it was like a, a cheap thrill for me i was like oh it does taste like peanut butter and it's sweets and i'm good there and i'm done <laughs> no more so what okay. are you drinking this week dr chris dr chris is drinking another delicious scout and cellar wine it's a white sauvignon blanc it's kind of warm out today i love sauvignon blanc on a warm day it is called Etnico Sauvignon Blanc from Chile. It's really earthy and really crisp. It's, uh, I, I got to tell you, these Scout and Cellar wines, I'm loving them. They're organic, they're clean. And I got to tell you, not one hangover yet. I love it. 
Perfect. I feel like you're like a rep for Scout and Seller now. Well, I, yeah, kind of like an ambassador. No, you <laughs> but, are. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like going through all the wines and taste them all. So far, everything's been like, uh, you know, knocking it out of the park. Nice. Well, I meant to do this last week, but I forgot. My friend Lance sent us a late. Um, Lance that met your wedding? Yeah, Lance that you met. He was at up the my wedding. table? All right, cool. Shout out to the hot one on Instagram. He sent us a um, late um, wedding present, but the present um, is he sent us three different types of wines. And I love this wine because it's called Black Girl Magic Zinfandel. So I was going to say it last week for Black History Month. I wanted to do a spot, a shout out to um, a company. It's called McBride Sisters Collection. They have uh, like a rosé. I know they have this Zinfandel he gave me. And then they have a Moscato. I'm not big on Moscato. So when Lance comes, he can drink that. But the, the Zinfandel, totally about to open this bottle up and have a glass. Um, and what they're saying is, is not just saying black girl magic is more than a phrase. It's a feeling, a look, a mood, a taste. So it's just an, um, an ode to the black culture and they want it to bottle it up in a glass. If you can bottle it up in a glass, but I bet you anything, it tastes good. Are you going to save me a glass? I will save you a glass. You better come over. If not, we'll just order more. I don't mind spending (laughs) money on wine. Uh, shout out to Lance. Uh, he really got down on the dance floor at your wedding. He did. It was awesome. All my friends got down on the dance floor. That, that was such a fun wedding. I can relive it every year. We might as well just sell a one-year anniversary. <laughs> I was just talking with my parents because my parents came to the wedding too. How uh, amazing that city is. I would, I'd love to go back there. I thought the waterfalls there were just incredible. Y'all should go in the like springtime. They would really like it up there during yeah. that time. So, but anyway, I'm about to start drinking my wine. Thank you, Lance. Right. While you're drinking um, your wine, you want to hear a good news story? Um, yeah, let's do some good news while I'm drinking. Okay, I'm doing it today. Okay, so I picked um, an interesting one. A high school basketball player's act of kindness toward an opposing player. So this high school basketball player in Michigan, and his name is Matt Monty. He's a varsity forward on Wakefield Marinisco Cardinals. Uh, he's, he's playing the game. He gets done. He noticed when the JV team started playing um, on the opposing team, on Dollar Bay is the opposing team, he saw that a player would, had, didn't have basketball shoes. So he took his own LeBron James Nikes, which I can only assume are expensive, That's took them off his own feet and gave it to him. And he says, I just remember being young and not being able to afford nicer shoes for basketball, and I know how bad it sucks. Basketball shoes are necessar- uh, a necessity. I rolled a lot of ankles not wearing the right shoes for the right things. Uh, so then um, the coach said, because I guess this coach is on, my wife was on Facebook and she had, she had mentioned to me, why didn't you tell me about Matthew last night? And I said, what? I didn't know about this. And I guess like blew up on Facebook and uh, the coach said, you know, I told the team and the JV team also, I said, not only does it make Matthew look good and being a good person, but it makes us all look good. Not only our teams our school, by our whole community. So I was very proud of him for that. So shout out to, uh, to Monty. Is it Monty? Matthew. Matt. Matt, Matt Monty. Yeah, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> His mama Matt. and daddy raised him right. I could yes. only be so proud if my child did that for someone. Yeah, it exactly. It cost. If like he gave it from his heart, like I'm sure he wasn't even thinking about all this that was happening afterwards. Yes. 
I bring it up because the country right now is so divisive, you know, when it comes to politics, with uh, cancel culture, everything is so divisive now. If, if, if anybody could just reach forward to the opposite team and extend something to them, I think that makes a huge difference. And uh, so shout out to Matt Monty to showing us how it's done. Um, um, claps. <laughs> yep. All right. So... Do you want to do happy hour next or do you want to do some riddles? Let's do some happy hour. That All right. Way, that way I'm nice and primed for my riddle. So with the happy hour, I told y'all last week we were going to a restaurant called um, The Southern. Um, and I was going to tell you about how it was, the food, the pricing and everything. So my review is it was great we had we got we sat outside it was in bayfront that little area we got to sit outside um there was a cup we ordered like five or six different appetizers and some different um three different meals so michael got the chicken fried chicken biscuit and i can't remember what his side was but he pretty much ate his entire plate i got these um fried green tomato salad and then my friend Christina got the shrimp and grits. So we all shared that. Well, we didn't eat Michael's, he ate his own, but we shared that and the shrimp and grits were amazing. I love shrimp and grits. Um, and the appetizers we had, they have like fried mac and cheese balls. We had, um, they call Alamorada fries, which had two different types of gravy you dip the fries in. We had um, pecan cornbread. And there was one that was like, a chicken pot pie and a little pocket. So we ate a lot yeah. that night. And that sounds like so much comfort food. It was a lot of food, but it was really good. It was really good food. Remind so me where this place is. This um, Bayfront, Bayshore, Bayfront. I know. I can never get the. There's a, we have Bayside, Bayfront, Bayshore, Bay House. It's Bayfront. It's the Charter one House, that's Charter near Room. Fifth <laughs> Avenue off of Goodlit. Yeah, Bayfront. Okay, gotcha. Bayfront. All right. And so, and then so this week we're going out to dinner because apparently I don't cook. Um, we're gonna go just to a sushi restaurant. I'm not sure which one. So once we figure that out, I will be able to give you a review on that next week and tell you how I liked it. Was the sushi good? And if I recommend it or not. I have an idea. I've been into smoking meats lately, and I would love to invite you and Michael over. For a nice smoked brisket. That does not sound appetizing to me. What? A brisket? I will come over just to hang out. <laughs> like that's very Southern. Well, it's kind of more Texas, I guess. That was like, a smoked mm, brisket? No, why not? Mm, I it's just, delicious. I'm funny about meats. I'm funny about meats. Meat, like just, said, meat that just falls apart. It's got so much flavor. No? Oh, all right. No. Okay. I guess it's a... I guess it's a big fail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my restaurant is the Swan River Market and Restaurants on, uh, where is that? 41? I think it's in 41, right next to USS Nemo. Uh, amazing. We actually intended to go to USS Nemo because we've been there and love it. And then we saw it, it was right next door to it. I saw this beautiful, almost like New England style uh, fish market. And I, I just was instantly drawn to it. Walked in, they had this whole amazing wood bar, and the top of the bar was a giant boat with you know wine glass hanging off. It looked really cool. Looked at the menu, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, we're in." 
Uh, sat down, had lunch there. Awesome oysters, awesome food. Everything we had service was all top notch. Uh, just found it on a whim. Highly recommend Swan River. And they have a great fish market right next door to it. Look at that. I'm ready because I thought you couldn't eat there. I literally just thought it was like you come in, you get your food, and then you leave. So No, a beautiful restaurant. Um, and they have non-Gulf oysters. I don't really like oysters from the Gulf that much. They're it's like big and just a little just salty and not really flavorful. These have like, well, I don't know if they get different rotations of oysters, but I forget what brand they were or where they are from exactly, but they're the small sort of stressed oysters that came in like a nice brine. Delicious. Well, I'll have to try it out. And they have an excellent New England clam chowder, which is my litmus test. Oh, see, I mean, you're from up north, so you know about that. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't really know too much about clam chowder. <laughs> but shrimp and grits, I do know. <laughs> I can't believe All you right. don't want to eat Great my brisket. Riddle. Wait, I just want to touch back on this. Why don't you want my brisket? It's so good. I told you I'm funny about meats. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Let's dig into it. Give me the riddle. All right. So, Dr. Chris, first one. A clerk in the butcher shop is 5'10". How much does he weigh? Or right. I said that wrong. A clerk in the butcher shop is 5 feet and 10 inches tall. What does he weigh? Is this is a, a riddle? Yeah, it's a riddle or a question. Okay. A clerk? A clerk. Uh-huh. In the butcher shop is five feet tall, 10 inches. Yes. He weighs 219. That's what I weigh. <laughs> what does he weigh? You only weigh 219? Well, I've lost some weight since you see me, by the way. Mm. Lost. I've lost uh, 20 pounds. Well, that must be nice. Yeah, for better. Okay, uh, a clerk in the butcher shop. I have 10. How much does he weigh? A clerk in the butcher shop. Clerk. Yes. A clerk in a butcher shop is five feet and 10 inches tall. What does he weigh? Can you give him a hint? I pretty much messed it up in the beginning. Is that your hint? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can you re-mess up? Mm. So this man is a clerk at a butcher shop and he's five foot and 10 inches tall. So what does he weigh? I don't see where you messed up. <laughs> what does a clerk do? He weighs gold. He weighs gold? I don't know. What kind of clerk is he? Let's see. Clerk? What the hell is a clerk? <laughs> a clerk at a butcher shop. I guess he works at oh, a butcher oh, shop. Oh, oh, oh. Hello. He weighs meat. There you go. <laughs> that was simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These always make me feel so dumb. <laughs> okay. A doctor gives you three pills telling you to take one every half hour. How long would the pills last? That's their half-life. <laughs> I think you're thinking too hard. <laughs> okay, say it one more time. 
a doctor gives you three pills and then tells you to take them every half hour. Yep. How long does each one last? A doctor gives you three pills telling you to take one every half hour. How long would the pills last? Uh, well, you'd have all three in an hour and a half, so 90 minutes. Wrong. No, no, 60 minutes. There you go. Yeah, because you've taken the third one at the second interval. Done. Got it. Got it. Nailed it. Good job, Dr. Chris. All right, what else you got? Oh, that's it for this week. Just two? All right. Just I'm, is it, I'm two for two. Two for two. I'm Ish. proud of <laughs> All right. Anything else to discuss today? How's Michael? Are we going to get him back on the podcast? Probably no time soon. <laughs> Why not? Um, no, he's fine. We just are trying to um, focus. He has a lot of work that he started a new roofing business. So he's been very busy with that. So no, we probably won't get him on the podcast until that settles down. and He's able to be at home more. Okay. All right. Well, but we need to get Juliana on the podcast. Oh, I think she's podcast shy. I've been trying. I've been trying. Maybe I, one night we can all get together with some wine and I'll get yeah. on there. Yeah. I think you need to urge her a little bit. I think she's like afraid about her accent or something. Her very almost non-existent accent. And I was like, she speaks very well. Yeah. Speaks perfectly. Speaks better English than I do. Most Americans. So. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> like, what does that word mean? <laughs> But um, is she working tonight? She is. No. Well, shout out to Juliana making that dough. Yep, someone's got to pay the bills. Hopefully one day we can all go on a trip and we can report live from wherever we're vacationing at. And then we should uh, hit up uh, Crystal. Um, what's her, her brand? Oh, Castaway, Castaway Crystal. Crystal? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Don't give us some deets and where to go. Excellent. All right. Well, on that now notes, let's wrap it up. I'm DJ Dr. Chris. And I'm your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. This is Poppin' Bottles. See you next week. Bye, guys.